Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kisaki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. How sweet it is that I don't get to feel pain for another six months. Danny, welcome to episode 20 of the Better Fins Fans podcast. How the hell are you doing today, sir? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Since the last time we spoke, uh, last time we recorded, there were two AFC East teams still in the playoffs. Now there are none. Yep. So it makes yep. me feel a little better about myself because, you know, misery loves company. Well, I agree. And then uh, for us, and we're going to spend just a little few moments on it. It happened two weeks ago. We gave uh, the Bills a fight for the life to try to, you know, keep us out sure. of moving on to the next round. And so for me to take that as the final thing that I take into the offseason, I'm pretty happy with it. But nonetheless, we're going we're gonna to have a lot of stuff to talk about today. But we have a guest with us today. And Danny, you may not have seen such action films that he's been in. I myself have been there. I've been in the background sometimes too. And it's a, he's a dear friend to the heart. Known him for many, many years. Mr. Juan Largo, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. No doubt, sir. How are you doing? Good, good, good. How are you guys? You know, living the dream, man. <laughs> living the dream. It's uh, it's another boring six months for me before I get any meaning, meaningful sports to watch. Like, like you know, the Miami Dolphins is the only sport I watch. So it's a very boring six months. It's going to be a lot of TV binge watching coming up. But before we get started and start talking about these Miami Dolphins, I have one question for you, and we'll spend only this moment on it. All right, are you ready? Yes. Most famous person you've acted with. That's all I want to know. Most famous person you've acted with. That's all I want to know. Uh, and there's always there's levels to it because as as guys, we're all gonna find somebody that's more famous to us. But in your eyes, who's been the most famous person you've acted with? Oh my god. Um oof. I put him on the spot. Oof. Oof. And we're gonna, a, we're gonna tag him on this show. So we're gonna put him on the spot right now. There's a there's a there's a couple of them mm. um i would probably say my two two top favorites okay. is probably um uh angela white and luna star okay those are two those are two pretty great ones danny any questions regarding his uh his acting career before we move forward no sir <laughs> <laughs> my wife watches this show sir <laughs> He's like, what acting? What acting? By the way, Juan Largo, besides being a huge Dolphins fan, master electrician as well. Um, yes, sir. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually, if you're in the South Florida area and you need any electrician, um, you'd be willing to help people out, right? Yes, of course. All right. Of so course. There you go. We're going to tag him in this video. But let's talk about that last game. And I'll start with you, George, just because, you know, you and I are the biggest Dolphin fans. Leading up to that game, leading up to the Buffalo Bills game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You heard everyone talking about it. Oh, we're gonna go up there. And we're gonna get mollywhopped. Yep. Before that game we're gonna started, get destroyed. Right before that game started, at any point in time, did you have that same feeling? Um, I, I, you know what it is. I be felt, honest. I felt. <laughs> I felt like I don't know why, but we always tend to, um give competition when we're always the underdogs in okay. the sense that in the sense that 
usually every time we're always like they have like zero or you know chance of winning we mm -hmm. always if we don't win we at least come this close. close to winning right you know usually usually i mean there's been times where of course you know we we've been the underdogs and we've lost but um there's been some times where like um i forgot exactly what see what what year it was where i think we went we played the titans and we were like favored to win and we ended up losing that game they yeah. were like oh when Oh, and something. Oh, and like eleven or something like that, and we ended up losing that game. So it's kind of like a golfing way. Exactly. Yeah, it's very um, it's very hurting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Cowboys, right? Whenever you expect it for them to fold, they're going to find a way to fold. But what I found most exciting was when we, when me, Danny, and um, Phil recorded right before that game. Danny, I remember you and him saying that it wasn't even going to be a game. We were gonna go up there and we were gonna get smashed. And if Demar Hamlin were to show up, we were yeah, gonna don't even don't even play the game. Right? Yeah, don't even play the game. And mm -hmm. I said, and you guys were laughing at me throughout the whole game. I was like, I think it's gonna be more of a game than what people are leading on. Well, let, no let's preface that. Let's preface that by saying you thought it was gonna be that if Tua played. You Correct. Said if Tua didn't play, things would be different. Right. I still thought they were. I I still thought they would lose, but I think it would have been a closer game if Tua would have played. And by all means, if Tua would have played, we probably would have won the game, George. I'm just throwing that yes, out there. Agreed. Agreed 100%. I don't know. Skylar Thompson played just as good as Tua no. would have played. That uh, was Skylar Thompson's best. Shut your mouth. Oh. Shut your mouth. Oh. Yes, look, look, look. No, no, no. Go ahead. The four yours. Go ahead. The four yours. <laughs> Tua, leading up to this, the okay. last four games or so that he played, he played like shit. Let's be honest. He did? He did. So yeah. I'm not. So he and then he had a couple weeks off. But the last I'm time he was saying, in Buffalo, I'm, I'm he not saying well. Tua is a bad quarterback. That's no, not what I'm saying. I, I'm, I know what I'm saying is that coming off of four bad games and then a couple weeks off, I feel like he might have been a little rusty. So okay. putting Tua in that position and the fact that Skylar Thompson played sure. a good game, I'm sorry. I saw some of the passes he was completing. Skylar Thompson played a good game. You guys found your backup quarterback for next year. Oh, like, fair enough. I like that. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be on this team next year. So all I'm saying is that. What Skylar Thompson's best is, is what Tua's average could have been, which was okay. what I was expecting if Tua played. So, so a rusty Tua would have been on the same level as Skylar Thompson, which you would have said. Correct. Okay. And, and so that's what I, I'm I saying can, is – I agree with that. I agree so with that. So that's why I'm saying it's not a shoe-in that oh, if Tua plays, we win. No, I think you got more or less the same production that you would have gotten out of a rusty Tua. That's and, all and, I'm saying. And, and let's be honest. A lot of Skylar Thompson's supposable bad throws, there was a lot of big drops that game as well. From running backs to Tyreek to Jalen Waddle, there was yep. a lot of big catches they should have caught that they didn't catch. But nonetheless, I did say that I thought it was going to be closer than what you guys thought. So, Danny, I'm coming to you now because you thought it was going to be an, an onslaught of what the Miami Dolphins were going to get. When you sure. finally got home because you were on vacation, when you finally got home, you got to watch the game. What were your biggest takeaways from that game? Unfortunately, when I started watching the game, obviously I already knew the result. Correct. But – if I think if I would have watched it live and I would have seen that they went up 17-0, I think in my mind I would have been like, this is over. We all were. Because yeah. going yep. up yep. Yeah, because going up 17 I, I was I was like, fuck. I mean, right. Yeah, I, that easy. <laughs> I was like, this is over. But then you guys had a drive where I think you converted like third th third and eighteen, I want to say. And then like yeah. you went for it on fourth and eight. And I was like, okay. Again, already knowing the result, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. But I was kind of like, okay, so this is where the, things start clicking. And it, like I said, watching it after I already knew the results, is, I, I think my, my, my thought process is going to be a little different from you guys because you guys are reacting in real time. But uh, I think they played a pretty good game. I think they, they stopped the onslaught because I felt like that's where it was going. 
Right. Like th- that 17 yeah. 0, they went up and down the field. Uh, and there was a play there where Josh Allen, like he fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. And he was like an incomplete forward pass. I thought it was a fumble. Yeah, Either way, it went out of bounds. Right. Either yeah. way, it went out of bounds. You didn't get the ball. But I was like, okay, look at the Dolphins. You know, they're, they're making some things happen. I I was impressed that Skylar Thompson played as well as he did. Yep. I was – I don't want to say – I was too. I, I don't want to say I was more surprised at how – I don't think the Bills played bad, but how they let you guys play so well because your defense – like we've said all along, is you, like, you've said, like, like shit. Like yeah. you've said all, <laughs> or or the NFL stats have said yeah, that yeah. on the road your defense <laughs> sucks, and yeah, they gave up those first seventeen points, but yeah. you know they they, they turned they it found, on. They found they, a way to keep the game close. They did. It, look, they, they took the lead because of that defensive touchdown to start the third quarter. Yeah. So I, I give a lot of credit to the defense finally showing up. Of course, they finally show up. Then Josh Boyer gets fired. We'll get into that later. But yeah. um, but yeah, I think that this was the best possible outcome to end such an odd year and i mean that as far as like ending in a loss for you to end in a loss and still end up with like a positive mindset i think this was like the best case scenario you know you guys are thinking to yourselves to a place we might win of course that's 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 a positive it is you guys skylar thompson played played well he took the bills all the way maybe you could even won if you guys run a play on time like there's so many positives to end the season with despite a loss, that I think this was like the best case scenario for you guys as far as going into the offseason on a positive vibe. This is how I felt, George, and I don't know I don't know if you felt the same way I did. When that 49ers loss happened earlier in the season, I think it was like the first road game of December, if I'm not mistaken, Danny. Mm-hmm. After that game, I said, that was such a different fer- version of what I saw Tua play. Like, I had never seen Tua this season play that bad. But I went away from the game thinking – all right, well, if he doesn't play like that again, we could win the next road game. When that game was over, I didn't feel bad about it. When this Bills game was over, I was like, well, everybody expected us to get slapped. I have nothing to worry about this game because there were so many positives to take away from it. So here's my next question to you. At the end of that game, Mm -hmm. you saw as well as the rest of the country saw it as well Dolphin fans saw. Do you think it was on the head coach or do you think it was more on Skyler Thompson? The fact that every single time we were getting out of the huddle, we only had like five seconds on the playcock to get a snap off. He said, obviously the coach, he said, oh, no, it was on me. I personally right. think he was taking the high road and protecting Skyler. What do you think? I think he was protecting Skyler. I think, I think, I think he, 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 even though he said, like, he took the blame and everything, and he said, you know, it was on him, it was on him, it was on him. I think that's just the kind of, coach that he is he just he just yeah he just he doesn't like to sit there and point fingers and say you know hey we lost the game because Tyreek missed that catch or because Waddle missed that catch or because this person did this he takes it as he's the head coach he's the one that you know supposed to handle above everything else and you know he he takes full responsibility for it but I I definitely think he was protecting Skyler Danny that's what I think same thought you you have to like if you were, if it was the Jets game and you guys are in the same position and Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or Mike White, every single time you get to the line, there's only five, less than five seconds to snap that ball. Yeah. You're about to kill somebody, right? Because uh-huh. we were feeling like we lost that game because of how bad they were coming out of the huddle. But okay, my question to you is obviously, I didn't watch this game live, so I got right. to skip through some parts. Yeah. Was that the first delay of game? No, we had like four just in the fourth, in yeah. the fourth quarter. Because that that I didn't know. Because when yeah. you watch the game, 
sped Listen, up. There they they don't show all of those. Right, right. Okay. There was four, and there the was that... two that wasn't. There were two that weren't called because he hiked it exactly at zero. But well, he literally because... got to that offensive line with six to five seconds left. The one that I watched was obviously the one that changed the game, right? Yeah. Where it went from fourth and one to fourth and six. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were at midfield, and it looked he was asking for the ball with like two seconds left. There was some miscommunication there. Now I did see in the press conference where where Mike McDaniel, I don't know if it was the smartest thing to say, but he said that he didn't realize that it was fourth he down. Thought it was first down. Yeah. And, yeah. and that 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 reflects really poorly on your head coach to say that. Again, I don't know if maybe he, to Juan's uh or George's um Point. Uh, point. Sorry, uh, I mm-hmm. got your names mixed up. <laughs> to your point, it's both, it's both um, things. It's both things. I, I know. I saw both. I got confused. <laughs> to um, to your point, maybe he's trying to protect, uh, you know, Skyler to an extent, but that yeah. that, that yeah. reflects really poorly when your head coach said that he made such a like. It's it's a pivotal game. It's a playoff game. It's fourth quarter. Two minutes to go. Fourth and one. And you're gonna say that you thought it was first down. Like, man, but even that, 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 that comes off pretty bad. Even Sean Payton on the Colin Cowher show said. This has happened to me before where it's that close that I'm able to ask the referee for a measurement and they don't do that now in the NFL. He goes, I know that I've only been out of the game for a year, but he goes, I used to be able to say, hey, if it's close enough, give me a measurement. And they wouldn't give him that measurement. So even he went mm-hmm. on to defend that. It was close enough to be able to say, all right, maybe it was a first down. But they but called don't it they hold up literal sticks with big ass numbers that say one. I agree. Four? I agree. So I, I don't know what the miscommunication there was on his part, but that's what I'm saying from a Jet standpoint. He wears glasses. What if they're just your fashion? What if they're just, why, why, are you, why are you bringing the glasses out, bro? That what trend if, ended like 10 years ago. Nobody does that anymore. Well, listen, one thing, one thing that did come out of that show was something that we all kind of wanted, or that episode, I mean, that game was something that we all wanted. We all wanted Josh Boyer to be gone. George, I personally think, and a lot of people don't think this way, I think this way, that the reason that we were so good on defense the final eight games of the season last last year was the fact that Brian Flores went to Josh Boyer. He's like, hey, I'm going to take over the defense. Now, nobody ever is going to know that. That's just my assumption. Of course, reporters will be like, yeah, he took over. And, but there was nothing ever confirmed. Coming into this season, oh. Danny, Danny also expected our defense to play at a much higher level. I expect I him to play at a much higher level, and I'm pretty sure you did as well. Do you think Josh Boyer being the scapegoat was the right decision to get him and, and basically ultimately firing him? I think I think yes. Um, I I agree I agree with you on the fact that you know we played so well defense last year uh, based on that fact. Yeah. Um, with with Brian Flores and the fact that you know this year we we didn't. We didn't, I should say, we didn't, I really didn't see, instead of improving, we went backwards, downwards, yeah. backwards, yeah. yeah. And, and, and to me, it was, I think it was a, a good decision to get rid of him, in my opinion. Let me ask you a question. Were you, <laughs> I think, and maybe this is, this is more of a question, but I think it's more of a point of view, Danny, and, and I'll shoot it to you. There were so many mistakes on the defense side of the ball that you could technically blame most of it on youth, right? They had a undrafted rookie corner out there. You were basically down to your third safety. Defensive linemen were playing great, but then your linebackers were basically not playing so great the rest of the year. You could blame a lot of that on on, on not having your talent, on youth. But there were plays that they were even showing this one um, after he got fired where in the Chargers game, we had them on like 
third and nine or, or something something to that, to that extent. Are you going to tell me the one where he played off the ball and he basically gave up the – Like 15 yards. Everybody was in the end zone and nobody was on the line. When shit like that happens, <laughs> you can blame youth all you want. <laughs> but that's on, that's on the coach. I'm sorry. And I, I think there was plenty of to see from Josh Boyer's led defense this year that he wasn't using players the right way. And I, 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 don't know. I look, I, Xavier Howard took a dip in performance. That's yeah. not on him. Yeah. Byron Jones injured all year. That's not on him. Yep. Emmanuel Akbar yeah. decides to disappear. That's not on him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He got hurt. He got hurt. But when he was playing, he wasn't making a yeah, difference. Yeah, shut up. But it's like fine. he wasn't he on the field. I'm giving, I'm, giving him the, I'm giving him the ticket. He was hurt. Oh, okay. Okay. So a lot of it has to do with the players. They weren't performing to – and even yeah. with that, did he not help develop Kayla Kohu? Yeah, I can say. But that, that could go to Sam Madison and Patrick Jutan as well. He brought those two and guys. We're going to get into Sam Madison because Sam Madison, I think, would be a good choice for defense coordinator. But we'll get into that later. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, so – I think he deserves some credit for, for being like, you know what, this kid Kohu, he could fill in the Byron Jones spot, and he's filled it in well. He did. Um, on top of that, like we said, the defense is bad on the road, but it's good at home. So maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, I don't think he did a phenomenal job. No, but I don't think he did a horrible job either. Because, like I said, at home, you guys were, you guys were one of the well, best defenses in the league. But you, but that 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 goes to your other side of the coin. You also said on the road we were the one of the most terrible defenses in the league. Correct. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, that that makes you middle of the pack. And what I mean by that is, is it that he's really bad or really good? I think it's neither. He's middle of the pack. Do I right. think that maybe you want to look for somebody new? Yes. Do I think okay. that he's the worst thing in the absolute world? No. I, I don't. I don't I agree because with you as well. the, the bad health. Right. He was he was dealt a bad hand with the injuries. He did the best he could, and he had them performing at home again, like shit on the road. So again, I, I don't know. Is he just really bad? Is he really good? I understand that play against the Chargers. That one stands out to me. Also, I just think he's somewhere in the middle. Definitely think that you guys should be looking for something oh, we, new. We never said Mike that he McDaniel was the worst. Right, right. We we just think. <laughs> oh, he, oh no, 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 Manny, you, you, sir. I you. said he was worth getting fired. That's what I said. You can run the tape back. I think he was worth getting fired. Listen, let me ask you a question. He's like, roll the tape, roll the right, tape. Right, roll the tape. <laughs> Rewind real quick. When you look at this defense, you know the, the one of the strengths about the New York Jets is you guys don't have to blitz that often, right? I think the type of defense we were running most of the year wasn't beneficial to the players we had. For me, Correct. If, I'm, if I'm the defensive coordinator, and you said Sam Madison would probably get the option, and you know one of the defenses Sam Madison run was a 4-3 defense for most of his career when he played with the Miami Dolphins. You basically had Trace Armstrong, Jason Taylor, Tim Bowens basically just rushing the quarterback, and Zach mm -hmm. Thomas and um, the boys could just chill back there. When I look at this defense, and I'm not saying we have anybody at the caliber of those players right now, but I think a Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb needs to have their hands on the ground on a 4-3 defense, and all you have to do is rush the quarterback. That's why I'm saying I don't think they were put in a good position. I think Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb's only responsibility to be go after the quarterback. I don't care for you to cover running backs. I don't care for you to cover tight ends coming out of the backfield. We'll worry about our linebackers and safeties to do that. What's your opinion on that? Mine? I yeah. um, I think that he kept playing that cover zero crap. And like yeah. you said, he didn't have the personnel to do that anymore. Right. I think it was the second touchdown. It, it wasn't the second touchdown, but he went cover zero and – Josh Allen, I think it might have been Stephon Diggs that caught the ball, landed you on the one yard line. Bomb that he it, it was, and, and he 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 sent the house. He left. It might have been Xavier Howard out on an island. Xavier Howard been. isn't that guy right now. 
So all I'm saying is, yeah, you're right. He he wasn't playing to his team strengths, but yeah. I mean, it worked for half the game. But you got to switch it up at some point, right? Yeah, he switched it up for the second yeah. half of the game, and that's when it started working. Right, but I'm saying, like, I feel like there could have been more to be done with this with this defense. And, and I don't, he, and I don't he, disagree with you. All right, George. Sam Madison, you heard the name right there. They got mm-hmm. Vic Fangio being talked about. They got the defensive coordinator from the Seattle Seahawks coming, being requested to be interviewed. When you look at the play, player personnel that we currently have, like we said, we have no Zach Thomases on this team. We have no junior sales on this team. Our linebacker core, which I, I thought Jerome Baker was that guy, he's not that guy. Like I thought so too. I, I feel like he 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 could be a safety, he's like a safety playing linebacker because at the end of the day, he can't stop anybody. He he's he's a thumper. I think Danny, that's all he's good for to hit people really hard after he gives up a big catch. But I, I don't think he's that guy to so when you go into this draft coming up, and George, and this is the point to my question is. Mm-hmm. When you look at the holes that we have to fill, what would be your immediate hole to help this defense out? Because now we're just talking about Josh Boyer. Boom, we get the biggest blame out of the room. But now there's some other holes to fill. What would be your immediate hole to fill? Ooh, um, I would I would definitely say, I don't know if cornerbacks, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, I think that would be somewhere where where we've been slacking, I should say, because, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it's not just covering; it's it's also just tackling. Yeah, we, we we've 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 had a I lot think, of. I think Cater Kohu was like the best corner tackler on our I, team. I was, just, I, I was just about to say, but he's small, but man, that guy can tackle. He he can, like, he can yeah. wrap somebody up. He, yeah, he, he if you catch the ball on him, which most of the time they were catching the ball on him. He would wrap you up right away. So yes, he was giving up the catch, but he was tackling you right away. Right, right, and that's one of the biggest things. Is okay, you you know you 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 know you get you get beat and they catch the ball. Let's say whatever it was a good yeah. throw, they catch the ball, but right away you got to jump on them and wrap them up and bring them down right away. Wherever yeah. that catch is, <laughs> whether it's five yards or it's twenty yards down down the field, but some some like sometimes we've we've they've gotten the catch and it's like, I mean, it's just like breaking tackles after tackles. And it's like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like that's how I felt during the Buffalo game. I feel like they, they would do simple dump offs to the running back. And then he's breaking six tackles down the side, down the side of the field. Like, I'm like, I just want to jump on the field and go tackle him myself. (laughs) I'll break his knee. I'll break his knee. It's like, come on, man. (laughs) That's when I started liking Kohu though. When I saw him and a running back would get to the second level. He wasn't scared to get his head in there. And like I said, no. I was surprised when I first started watching him and noticing him, how small he was. But he, he's getting his, his, his nose dirty. He, he goes and he goes in and he'll, he'll take these running backs down. If a tight end catches something across the middle and works it to the outside, he he's, doesn't care. In, he's in the tackle. Yeah. So yep. th- that's yep. why I really, really started liking this kid because this kid, is he could tackle. And for his size, he covers very well also. I think you guys found the gem. That's how I feel about Nick Needham, but I feel like Nick Needham and him are gonna like basically butt heads because they could both play the nickel. Like basically, Cater mm-hmm. Kohu, you put him in a spot where he had to fill in for Byron Jones, right? But technically, he's more like a nickel, like covering your running backs out of the backfield, covering your tight ends out of the fucking passing game. But but if you have him at the nickel, you don't have any starting cornerbacks. I don't. I, Xavier that, Howard. That's my look, problem. I, I don't think Nick yeah, Needham is Xavier that. Xavier Howard. 
No. Xavier Howard's taking that dip. I don't know if it was a one-year thing, and maybe he'll come I think back it is up a next year. Thing. I think it is a one-year okay, thing. Okay, so so if that happens, then then maybe you're good at one quarterback. But I don't think Byron Jones comes back to this team next year. No, I don't. It, it, you brought up Sam Madison. Sam Madison was talked about before the um before the Jets game. They're like any any word on Byron Jones, and they basically he basically said I haven't heard from that guy in weeks. So when yeah, your uh, own he's not your, when your own staff doesn't know where your player is, that's a problem. He's like, he, so so you got that open slot. Regardless, you need that one. You need one side of the field. Like Xavier Howard, you said you think that it's a one-year thing. I think it well, is. Are you willing to take that risk? I am. And not get somebody else. Okay. I am. But I, but you're gonna pay for me, that though. Yeah. I know. I understand. Paying, I understand. You're paying him but, already. But that's I the, feel like not, we're fanalists. We're here to 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 say stupid right. opinions, and whether we're right or wrong doesn't matter. So, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that if you're gonna take that risk, right? If the GM takes that risk, that could, yeah. that could be pie in your face. Because then but, you could end up with no cornerbacks again like you did this year. But if you could dump Byron Jones' contract, and even if you do have that dead money, remember when they no, cut Indomitian Sue? You, you got to mm-hmm. cut that dead money just because you need somebody else to fill mm-hmm. in there. You could get a young, let's say, project corner coming out of college right now. And by the way, we're probably going to end up with the last pick in the draft just because we have San Francisco's pick. You could probably mm-hmm. get a quality corner with the last pick in the first round. For sure. Free agency. I'm sure you could sign somebody a free agency after they restructure a bunch of contracts and bring. So I'm not too worried. I think X did take a year the, off, but, he, but he's only in his Jets, sixth year. Just Danny. got DJ Reed on a, on a good deal in that, free agency. You could find so, good cornerbacks. That's my point. I, I'm not too worried, but I think you do got to cut Byron Jones. But let's talk about the let's talk about the horse in the room here, George. Right after right after the the, the final game of the season against the Buffalo Bills, you know the GM, the coach. They come down. They have their exit interviews, basically, with the media. They asked about Tua Tunga-Vailoa. And they said, we have no doubt that Tua is going to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins next year. Now, you and I, being longtime Dolphin fans, and I'm sure, Danny, you've heard this plenty of times, just because they say that's the case doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the case. So let's start with question number one to you, George. Is Tua Tungavailoa the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins next year? I think not. Okay. I think I think not. I mean, they're gonna try. I think I think it's all gonna it's all gonna depend on a few factors regarding um you know this whole situation with you know the rumors about Brady and you know all these um, Aaron Rodgers being available. Rogers, Lamar Johnson you know, wanted to play here. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I do think you personally just... want him back as your quarterback. And let's say he's healthy. Let's say he, we can't promise you 17 games, but let's say he could give you 13 <laughs> to 15 games next season where he misses a couple of games, but he plays the majority of the season. Do you want him back as your starting quarterback next year? Yes, I do. In all fairness, I do. So do I. Danny, I we do. may be stupid, but if you could, if you could give me a healthy Tua, if healthy, 30, yeah, right. If exactly. you could give me, a, and, and I know, Danny, stop shaking your head. I know what you're going to say. It's impossible to say that <laughs> based on his track record and the fact that he plays quarterback and he's small. I get it. Shut the fuck up. What I'm saying is hypothetical. <laughs> if you could guarantee me 13 to 15 games that he's available, I kind of want him back as my starting quarterback as well. Now we're not moving to the other options. I'm just saying, Danny, you as an outsider. You get a healthy tool. Mm-hmm. Is it smart in your mind to bring him back as a starting quarterback? By the way, he's I'm still in a rookie get... contract. Yes. No, no. You bring him back. I, I'm still going to say the same thing I said about Xavier Howard. 
Okay. I don't think you take that risk on just having him on the team. Because if you're counting him as your starter, you might be throwing away another season. And when Fair. I say throwing away another season, Fair. you have some good players on this team. You have yeah. Bradley Chubb. You have Jalen Phillips. You have Christian Wilkins. Tyreek Hill. You Javon have Christian Holland. Wilkins. Yeah. You have Jalen mm-hmm. You have these. You have a good team. So this good team has the potential for a playoff run. But if you're going to put it all on Tua's shoulders, do you really feel comfortable putting it on Tua's shoulders? I know you say if he's healthy, but are you willing to risk a whole nother year on if he's healthy? <laughs> well, you know, we could get into the second oh, part now. We could get into the second part. So that's Dan- such a tough one. <laughs> right. So, Danny, here's my follow-up question to you, and I'll start with you now. All right. Yes. Yes. If Tua's healthy, I want him back. Right. But as well, of right I think now – back regardless. Yes, I also think he's coming. But here's my caveat to that point that you just said, that you think he's coming back regardless. Yeah, he may be in the building. But, Danny, some yep. of these names that are being thrown around, if they end up in Miami, Tua's not in the building anymore. Because I can promise you right now, as much as you may like Tua, Tua's not going to sit mm-hmm. behind Tom Brady. Tua's yes, not going to sit behind. No, he won't. No, he won't. Yes, he is. No, he won't. Yes, he Stop. Is. Stop. Yes, he is. You think you can start? Do you think? Do you think he could just say, I want out of here? He can. He won't. He won't be the he won't be the first or last quarterback to ask to be traded out. And who's the last? Who's asking? Aaron Rodgers? You were gonna put yeah. Tua, Tua in Aaron Rodgers category? I won't. I'm sorry, but Tua, what I'm is- Tua is not getting out. They're not gonna trade him. So you don't think there's any possibility that if you get an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar like, Jackson down here, you don't think he gets traded? I think Tua. Look, I told you three weeks ago. I think Tom Brady's okay. your starter next year. Yes, and if Tom Brady's your, uh, so I said that three weeks ago. If Tom Brady's your starter. I mean, I understand that this man is, looks like he's going to play forever, but he's yeah. still in his mid to late 40s at this point. Yeah. Like, you still have to have an insurance. What better insurance than to have Tua as your backup? Like, at that, if he's still on a rookie contract. It's not like you're paying him big money to be a backup. I just don't see the – I don't see a scenario, George, and, and you tell me how you feel. I don't see a scenario where – let's say you get Tom Brady. Let's say Tom Brady comes down to Miami, whatever, however way that works. Mm-hmm. And you tell Tua, hey, by the way, this is your team. Oh, wait, Tom Brady's available? You're basically in the same position that you were when Brian Flores was here, and that whole situation was becoming available. Oh. Oh, shit. We might be able to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton down here. It's like, Danny, if Stephen Ross, he has shown. While Tony Sperano's here as the head coach, he's trying to get Jim Harbaugh to come be the coach here. I'm no. just saying, when Stephen Ross gets an opportunity yeah, to try Tony, to improve the Tony's team, so, Tony's a problem. listen, leave my field goal kicker, rest in peace, Tony Sperano alone. Yeah, I love you're right. Guy. Let me not talk bad about yeah. him. The man's Shut not the hell up. Okay. My point is, I don't see a situation where you tell Tua he's a starting quarterback, George, and then you go and get Tom Brady. I, you, you're going to feel slight in some kind of way if, if you're Tua. Agree. Agree. And I, think, and I think based off of the track record of Stephen Ross, I think he's going to try to do everything in his power to win, to try to bring, yeah, to win, to try to bring, you know, a championship here. So I think that a hundred percent, if, if Brady is available or Rogers, some, you know, quarterbacks of that caliber, no matter the age, then he's going to, he's going to pretty much tell to a, Hey, uh, I love you, what? but, but, we got we got this this going on. So this is this is how it's gonna work. You either be backup or 
we can see what we can do to get well, you out we, of here. We, we can try to put you in the best position possible, but it won't but be in Miami. Th this is where, where yeah. I think it's different. If you All tell right. me that they're going to go up to Tua and be like, hey, Tua, this is the deal. You're going to be the backup because Gardner Minshew is going to come be the starter. For then sure. I'm like, I what agree. the fuck? <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm not back up to Gardner. But if you say, hey, way, don't tell Chris we, have, we have the greatest player of all time coming and he's going to play on the team. We, we just want you to sit back and learn from him. Yeah. Like, it's different. Like, I and we want to win. Can't, you can't. <laughs> that too. So um, I think it's different, man. Look, Tom Brady has played. What, what's it going on? 23 years now? Yeah. 24 yeah. years? Yeah. Who knows better how to stay healthy than Tom Brady? Not yeah. just his body, but how to avoid hits. Like, there's so many things that outside of just how to throw a ball that he can teach Tua. Like, I, I think it would be a plus all the way around. And I, I think that Tua you. would be more accepting to the situation because it's Tom Brady than any other way. Now, if you tell him that Lamar Jackson's coming, right, then right. I think that's different. If you tell him, you know, David, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. is coming. Yeah. If he's coming, then that's different. Yeah. But Tom Brady, I'm sorry. I think that he's like, all right, bet. I'll be the backup. It's fine. All right. So, so let me ask you a question and then I'll, I'll, I'll follow it up. I with would George. be the same way. Yeah. For real? <laughs> and, and, and look, if Manny tells me, like, hey, I, I know that you started the whole battered fans thing, but I got Joy Taylor to be the co host, be like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Shout out to Joy Taylor. Shout out to Joy Taylor. I'll go. be the backup. I'll be the backup. Yeah. <laughs> you let me know when you need call, me, man. Call me when you need me. Call me when you need me. Daddy, Daddy will be like, you could just keep me in the offline. I'll just look at her the whole entire time. <laughs> um, so let me ask you a question. You you already said you you were on the record. You came out of left field. You said, I predict that next year Tom Brady's a starting quarterback. Let's take Tom Brady out of the equation for a second. Because technically, he's the only one that's a free agent out of the quarterbacks that, that are potentially available. Tua Tungavailoa versus Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, you're going to take Aaron Rodgers. Right? 100%? Yes, you, Danny. Yes, Danny. Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, All right. So I thought you were talking two, about to, to two, George two. slash one. <laughs> Tua versus Lamar Jackson. You taking Tua or you taking Lamar Jackson? I'm taking Tua. Derek Carr versus Tua. Who are you taking? Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. And I know why you're pausing. I know why you're pausing, but I want to hear you say it. Tua versus Derek Carr. Who are you taking? I don't. I don't know if you know why I'm pausing, but um, I only because I uh, Carr doesn't have the injury history that Tua does. Yeah. I think I might go Carr, but if I can 100, percent obviously you can't. But if if there was a 100 percent guarantee that Tua would stay healthy, I'd go Tua. But because of the injury history, I'd go Carr. Okay, I think what's going to cost you the less, George, and you tell me. Out of the, all these names that they keep swinging around. Remember, you have free agent quarter, quarterbacks as well that if you are going to keep Tua, you could bring in a Gardner Minshew. And you could have him battle it out with Tua for the starting quarterback position next season. Mm -hmm. There's lower level tier names that could come in and actually give him some potential competition that Teddy Bridgewater obviously could not give him competition. Skyler Thompson, like, like you said, Denny, we probably found our backup quarterback. But he's, sure. he, he's not going to push Tua to be the starter for this team. No. But, George, if you yeah. have a Lamar Jackson, if you have an Aaron Rodgers, if you have a Derek Carr potentially available to you, are you taking two or are you taking any of those other quarterbacks? Aaron Rodgers would be probably the only one that I would say I would go over. That would be your Angela a, White. That would be your yeah, Angela White. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Not Tom Definitely. Brady? No, uh, no, no, no. Tom Brady, no, no. yes. Remember, but I, he we said Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Tom Brady's out. The other ones are tradable. Remember, the other ones are tradable. Yeah. Tom Brady's the only free agent on, on this list. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're Tom right. Brady's Luna Star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. so let me ask you a question. 
She's the GOAT. Like I mentioned, George, all these other ones are going to take you trading draft cap, but we just traded a farmhouse with every single chicken, cow, and horse for Tyreek Hill in last year's draft. Would you trade the farm for potentially a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers that could only potentially maybe give you two more years? Like he could potentially play up to 46. Doesn't mean he's going to play Tom Brady-ness up to the age of 46. So would you mortgage the franchise right now to go get Aaron Rodgers? Yes. I would too. I would. I, I would, would too. You want to know why? I would. I'm going to go back to Danny's point. Danny said that we have so much young talent and playmakers on this team now that I feel that you are that one piece away. And if you go go get somebody at the talent of Aaron Rodgers, you got to go get somebody at the talent of Aaron Rodgers. I agree. But I don't feel that way about Lamar Jackson. So let me go there real quick. Me neither. Me you, neither. And I, you and I have agreed with Lamar Jackson the whole entire time. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's a fucking playmaker. But I personally feel that he's that. You put him in this system, you're going to be back to using your legs. Receivers aren't going to want to play with him because they're not getting the ball often enough. And probably if Mike Isicki's still here, he'll probably be the MVP of the team because yep. he, he only knows how to throw the ball to tight ends. Mm-hmm. So are you mortgaging your future for any of those other quarterbacks or is it only Aaron Rodgers that you would mortgage your future for? If you were in that George? position. No, that's you. That, George already oh. said yes. Yeah, yeah. Said yes. And I oh, agree with him. Oh. Look, he's spacing out on us. He's spacing out on us right yeah, now. I know. <laughs> No, I'm not spacing out. I, I thought that he only answered for um, no, no. Well, for, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right. Um, I wouldn't mortgage the future just because I have two as my backup. Okay. So I think that if you mortgage the future just for one, like if it's Derek Carr, I mean, there you have a quarterback for a few years. Correct. Lamar Jackson, you have a quarterback for a few years. When you Where do the Aaron Rodgers thing, season. that guy gets injured too, bro. Lamar Jackson only missed five games last year, and, and then that's because probably he wanted to save his ass from getting re-injured for a contract. But he missed five right. games and then five years the year before. But he's played twelve games minimum every year. So that's okay. besides the point. He's played just about the same as Tua. Right. Um, that's why I wouldn't mortgage my future for him because he's played the same games as right. Tua. But, but, Der- Tua, but like yeah. I said, but like Derek Carr, uh, it's he, he has it's a future. Terrible. But but Aaron Rodgers. That just puts so much pressure on your team to win right now. Yeah. And then if you don't, you're screwed for the next few years. With that said, I'd do it, yes. Yeah, I'd do it as well. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, you can, you can say all that negative Nancy bullshit about it, but you tell me I got to give up this year's first. I got to give up next year's first. Another couple mid-rounders. Yeah, here, take it. You're giving me Aaron Rodgers? Take it. Done. Because yeah. Aaron Rodgers. You're all in at that point. Yeah, yeah. You're, Aaron you're Rodgers, the LA Rams. It. Yes. Yes. That's it. And yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. To be able to be in that stage and cry like certain Dolphin fans did when we made the playoffs this year, I will gladly cry to go out there and watch my team in a Dolphins parade. I'm sorry. I would. I would. I would mortgage my – and I might – listen, I might be in the minority. I don't care. I no, will gladly I don't think mortgage so. my – I don't think so. But, again, that, that's what sucks because you put yourself in the LA Rams situation. Yeah. It worked out for them because they won it all. Yeah. But look what happened immediately afterwards. Yeah, they're, they're they look like shit. And yeah. they have no assets, so they're going to be looking like shit for the next couple of years. So McVay even said, like, I'm kind, out. That's kind of like uh, that's kind of like our Florida Marlins. Or yeah, Fair enough. Know, yeah, Miami right. Marlins, you yeah. Know? yeah you go. They get you together. Win. They bring all these players in. We win the World Series. And then yeah, very next day, they're all. like, hey, here you I go. Don't... 
I don't watch baseball, by the way. I don't watch any of the right. sport. But that, that, that's you. a great example, though, Manny. Would you, yeah, you want to be the Would you want to be the Florida Marlins? That's when they uh, won it. They didn't want it as the Miami Marlins. Would you, you want? Yeah, yeah, Florida yeah. Marlins? That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. You know what? Right would now. You, would yes. you? Right now, yes. For right me, now, yes. For me, the last, I, the last I'd have to think twenty about years it. been like shit. Well, that's that. Our last twenty years have been shit. We, like, that's right. why you're right. You're right. But you're right. that's why I would. That's why I. I that's would why want to, because at least let's just say, you know, look into the future. We get Tom Brady. We get Aaron Rodgers. We get one of them too. Yeah. We go all the way. We win the Super Bowl. We're we're you know the greatest team. And now you're gonna give me twenty and, years of shit. Fuck it. And then you're gonna give me, <laughs> give me twenty years of shit. But let me you're win right. this one. You're right. Well, all right. So hypothetically, let's play a hypothetical, hypothetical game, right? <laughs> let's go. I, I know we're. We're coming let's, to an end, but let's play the hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Let's game. do it. Let's say you get Aaron Rodgers for two years, right? Yeah. You mortgage okay. your future, and you got yeah. two Super Bowl appearances, but you lost both. Was it worth it? You made Ooh. it to the Super Bowl twice, <laughs> but, you, but you lost. So you made it pretty fucking far. You had two really yes. fun seasons. Yes, yes. I would say yes. For yes. me, I think for me, yes. As a fan, yes. Because you're yes. playing that meaningful football, man. Like, but for two years only. I, I get it, but Danny, we've been playing 20 years of non-meaningless football. Of none, we, exactly. We have a 1-15 in 15 season under our belt in the last 20 years. So if you're telling me I have to go through another 1-15 in 15 season and build it right back up so we could be a mediocre 9-8 team, 10-7 team for, like we've been for the last 10 years, Danny, I'll well, take it. I, I'll you take know it. What? I agree with you guys because I think the NFL is the only league where you can go through that, but – Unless you're the Jets, usually you rebuild within the, the next four or five years yes. and you're back in the playoffs because yes. the parity in the NFL is amazing. Yeah. Like outside of the Jets, I think every team has been in the playoffs over the last 10 years or so. So I, I think. Have the Lions? Because, yes. Even the Lions I'm, have been in the playoffs? I'm pretty sure they have. I'll check right now. But what I was yeah. going to say is that even, even with that, uh, yeah. Lions last, um, you go and you. you like the Rams, they're right now. We're like, wow, they're in a horrible position. They're going to be horrible for a, a, a they just long the time. Bowl. Yeah, they just won the Super Bowl. It's twenty twenty three now. I bet you in twenty twenty five or twenty six, they're back. If not in the playoffs, they're back in the hunt. Can and I? That's that's the beauty of the NFL. It's not like the NBA where when you become bad in the NBA, I'm sorry, you're going to be bad for like a decade at least. <laughs> I want I want to say this, and if I can't have an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady, let's just say that. If I have to pick between two and those two guys, because of the fact that I, I can't promise that two is going to stay healthy, I'm taking a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Right, George? Yes. Out, out, of the, out of the other options that I would trade for, I wouldn't trade for Derek Carr and I wouldn't trade for Lamar Jackson. I would, if we're not going to get Tom Brady's or Aaron Rodgers, I would bring, I have to bring in a Gardner Minshew. I have to bring up a tier C quarterback or a tier B quarterback, I should say, to compete for that starting position and just give two of that kind of push where he's like, fuck, I got to be on top of my shit. But ultimately, what I would want as a fan is to kind of be in the position where the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. They were just in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. a, few, a few years back, and mm -hmm. they're literally on the cusp again of making it into the Super Bowl. No, what you want to be is the Niners. The Niners have been in the, yeah, the yeah, Super they've Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they've been on a roll. But what yeah. I'm saying is they fired their coach, Danny. They got rid of their starting quarterback, and here they are back on the cusp again about to make the Super Bowl again. Yes, we all want to be the San Francisco 49ers, but in a perfect world, they basically have only tweaked their – they obviously drafted another quarterback. They brought in a coach uh, in Nick Sirianni to basically coach Jalen Hurts up. They added A.J. Brown, but 
more than enough. They, most of that team is basically intact. I think we're in that same position where if we give this team another season to gel and we play a different defense, I think that we, we have enough talent on this team that if we keep the core pieces together, we could be as good as the Philadelphia Eagles, even the San Francisco 49ers if we give it a few years. Just to go back real quick to what we were talking about a second ago, the yeah. Lions in the last 10 years have made the playoffs three times. God, Oy. I hate being a Jets fan. Oh. Oh. Wow. Wow. So, not even the, not even the Jets. Damn. Jets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, stop fucking the Jets because we're going to talk about the Jets here in like in 15 minutes. But, George. <laughs> What are you going to do with yourself for the next six months, sir? Are you still acting? How many electrician jobs do you have lined up? Yes. What are you, what are you doing for the next six months? Uh, you watching the other sports? Just working. He yes. watches the Heat. He watches the I Heat. Watch, I watch the Heat. I watch the Heat. Yes, I watch the Heat. Um, I'm not really big on baseball, but um, two Cubans, two Cubans that aren't into baseball at all. Just just throwing that out there. Not even a little yeah. bit. No. No, I'm not. What about hockey? Did you get into hockey? Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 Even basketball. Yeah, I watch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but other than that, I mean, we we used to watch basketball together, Danny. Don't act like I didn't watch basketball at one point. But this watered down shit that's going on, I don't care for it. I don't care for it. But yeah, what do you got going on for the next six months, man? Uh, Nothing. So I have a contract with uh, waste management. So I do a lot of their. Um, you know, electrical, like when they, when they build transfer stations or when they build like these big buildings, office buildings, stuff like oh, that. I've seen you. I've seen I go, you run the wiring. Yeah. I go in there and I do all that. We, you know, we, we do their excavation. We do a bunch of stuff for them. So I've been doing a lot of that. I'm still acting. Um, I like and uh, yeah, that's about it. Next I just, season. I just, I just actually got a, an award for hall of fame. Being in the yeah, Ooh, let's so. go, <laughs> let's go. That's so, fucking awesome, bro. Yeah. That's so let awesome. me ask you. I'll ask you one question before we tune out. Before we sign out, uh, when your rep calls you later this month to potentially change your seat, are you sticking to where you are, or are you gonna try to move up? Uh, if I can move closer, I'll move closer. If if not, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. I you're, like you're, I like by my. Way, you're in a perfect spot. I, like if I can have row one on your side, you mm-hmm. have. That roof coverage at all times, and I'm oh, cook- yeah. and I'm cooking on the opposite side, like a sweaty fat pig in the ground for on New Year's Day. <laughs> Listen, I would gladly swap to your side if if row one becomes available over there. Yeah, yeah, no, me, me too. If I can move up, then I'll I'll move up, like move down the rows. But if not, I like my little spot because it's it's right there. As soon as you walk out, it's right he's there to the right. right there. So it's like, not even it's not in, even like the aisle. It's not even on the uh-huh. aisle. It's it's a little bit to the right. Yeah. So I, I I love and it's right there the little those two seats right there in the corner nineteen and twenty I love them. So awesome. yeah no I, I I if I can move up I'll move up but if not I'll, I'll stay where I'm at. Does he know about your situation the first game of the year? I don't I don't think he does. So no, how I, I meant how I meant well we'll talk about it all fair now we, we I don't want to bring it up again. <laughs> during a show. I, why, why do you want to do it to me on air? We already talked about it like four times with four different people. You asshole. <laughs> I feel like it's a funny story. All right, it is a funny story. We'll talk about it off air. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 20 of the Batter Fins Fan Podcast. I am the Bearded Fanatic. Manny, that is the Batter Jets fan. Danny, and we had the pleasure of having Juan Largo on the show on episode 20. And you know, 
I'm going to sign out on this. Well, before I sign out, Danny, you got anything else to say before we sign out? No, fuck the Dolphins. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess leading it up perfectly, it was it was a perfect time to have you on, George, for episode 20. Well, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. All right, <laughs> All right boys. That's-